0: This week's episode of the Living Strong Podcast is brought to you by Canadian Protein. Are you guys tired of spending so much money on your supplements and not getting the best quality out there? Well, Canadian Protein has changed the game. They offer the best quality in supplements and in protein, all in bulk packaging and at a fraction of the price. I've been using their plant-based protein for months now. It's the best tasting protein I've ever had. They have so many different flavors and it's not at all chalky. If you guys want to get your hands on some Canadian protein supplements, head on over to canadianprotein.com and use code LIVINGSTRONGPOD at checkout for 10% off your first order. You are listening to the Living Strong Podcast. It is a movement to show that anyone out there in the world has the potential to become their best self and reach any goal they put their mind and heart to. Every week we'll be in your ears giving you tips, tricks, and stories that will get you off the couch and turn your life around. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Strong Podcast. This week I got Tanya Epremian on, also known as Coach T., So we're gonna be talking about so much uh, on this podcast. It was a really awesome conversation I had with her. Uh, We talk about her past life as a high executive uh, in the corporate world, to how she completely did a 180 switch and started her own, uh, well, started going back to school to uh, educate herself because she wanted to start her own business as being a health coach, and now she has her health coach business as well as her uh, life coach business running uh, under a Coach T or Macros On Point uh, name. Brand, if you want to say, uh, it was a really awesome podcast. We talk about manifestation on how to visualize your goals, how uh, working out and being healthy all uh, help with reach each, uh, reaching your goals and uh, anything you want in your life. So it's a really, really, really cool podcast. I really hope you guys enjoy it. Enough of me talking. Let's get right into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Strong podcast. This week I got Coach T with us, Tanya Apremian. All the way, well, she's on the other side of the computer. Even though we're in the same area in the world, she's on the other side of the computer because it was really hard for us to get uh, time to uh, sit down and talk. And I'm so happy we did. So, uh, Tanya, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I am super thrilled to be here.
0: Awesome. So, Tanya, uh, talk to us a bit about yourself for the people that don't know who you are.
1: All right. So, I'm Tanya, better known as Coach T. I am a life coach and nutrition coach here based out of Montreal. I uh, run an online uh, platform, so I have the pleasure of working with people all the way in LA, Texas, New York, Boston, and um, a few local cities here in Canada as well.
0: Wow, nice. And how, how did that uh, come, apart, like, uh, come about that you got these clients so far out? Uh, like, what... Thanks
1: to the magical world of Instagram.
0: Oh, really? So <laughs> that's really, really cool. So I, your Instagram is on point, by the way. Like I I love it all the posts that you do and everything is really really cool. Um, what what led you uh, to become? Like, I guess at first you were a nutrition coach, if I'm correct, right? Before life uh, lifestyle coach?
1: So, yes, I uh, I was a nutrition coach. I then, so basically I launched my business two years ago. Okay. And I launched it being a nutrition coach specifically. And as the year progressed uh, in the first year, I kind of saw a need of bringing in life coaching with nutrition coaching. And there was a really big demand of it with different clients I was working with throughout Throughout the world, um, and I said, you know what? Why not specialize in both of those areas? Because they both come hand in hand. Nutrition is not just nutrition on its own; um, yeah. it's part of everyone's day to day life. And uh, yeah, so I kind of w- split my business in in two different um, channels. And some people is just strictly nutrition talk, and other people it's just uh, life coaching, and then some is a combination of both. Cool. Yeah. Cool.
0: That's really, really cool. And uh, what what would you say that you have more of a business of, on the life coaching or on the nutrition side?
1: I think my education um, would support my nutrition coaching. And I think my life, my personal life journey really supports my life coaching aspect.
0: Cool, cool. So uh, on Instagram, you go as Macros On Point. So that's your business name, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) so what what what's the 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 meaning behind that mac was on point
1: so my personal nutrition uh journey has been pretty wild um i've basically done every nutrition trend nutrition diet nutrition whatever you want to call it detox plan um since probably the age of as early as 17, 18, and I'm aging myself right now. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing it for a really long time from whether it's a whole 30 diet, a paleo diet, a no carb diet, weight watchers. Um, I basically have tried everything in the book. And the most recent um, nutrition journey I was started a couple years ago was uh, tracking macronutrients and it made a big shift in my um, life and in my results when it came to um, fitness and food and I decided to basically launch a company based on calling it macros on point because macros is what changed it for me
0: awesome so I'm guessing uh, when you have uh, nutri- uh, clients are on the nutrition side of your business, you, g- you give them that same style of, we're going to call it a lifestyle, right? That it's, it's always tracking the macros and don't forget about the rest?
1: A hundred percent. At first when I started, the majority of my um, clients were, were basically athletes. So I had a lot of CrossFit athletes. I had a okay. lot of uh, people who were doing Ironmans, marathons. Olympic weightlifters. And it was the clientele that was coming in was very athlete based. And so macros was great for these types of people. Not that it's not great for the average person who's not um, into the whole athlete world. But we kind of opened up other ways of not necessarily tracking macros, but tracking their food and their nutrition in different ways. Okay. Um, so I am extremely flexible when I work with people, um, and the nutrition plans are customized based on people's lifestyles more than anything. And I totally respect the fact that um, tracking macro macros is quite demanding, time-consuming, um, and it's not for everyone. Yeah. So depending on who I'm working with, I kind of choose. Yeah, you can start with tracking macros, or we can do flex ma- flex tracking, or we can start with. Portions, we kind of switch it up depending on the the client's needs and where they're at and what they're looking
0: for. Cool, cool. And so I guess you started off in the nutrition because, like you mentioned, you had such a background. If you you tried, you had so much knowledge from all the different diets, all the different lifestyles, and all that. So that became a let's say a passion for you, right?
1: Yeah, it totally did. And I had like a huge aha moment a couple years ago, and I was like, I really need to leave my corporate job that I've been working at for the past 10 years in that world. And I really need to go do what I believe my purpose, um, in life is. And I kind of was debating, do I become a CrossFit coach? Cause that's my sport. Do I become a personal trainer? Do I become, uh, a nutritionist? Like what in the world do I do? And with a lot of soul searching and with a lot of research, um, I decided that I was gonna go through the path of becoming a lifestyle nutrition coach.
0: Cool. cool. Yeah. And yeah, I'm guessing there's schooling for all that and all that crazy so stuff. So
1: when I when <laughs> I quit my corporate job, yeah, when I so basically I have a I have a background in um, bachelor's of commerce. I have a business degree from the uh, school of business here in Montreal.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I graduated in that, and then I worked in the corporate world for quite some time. And I didn't have any nutrition certifications or expertise. So I had, to, when I quit my job, I kind of became a full time student. So I went okay. from being a very high level executive in, a, in one of the largest um, advertising agencies in the world uh, wow. to becoming a full time student the next morning, which was kind of crazy.
0: For sure. For sure. Um,
1: but it was something I really wanted to do and I knew I needed to have the certifications behind to support being a nutrition coach. So I went back to school and I studied and I got two two certifications that are recognized throughout the world under my belt. And I'm constantly learning and educating myself and always um, looking to just absorb as much information in the industry because it's always evolving and changing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a bit about your life before you, you did this crazy switch. So you mentioned that you, you were uh, executive at a, uh, at an agency, a worldwide agency. What, what, what was the main reason? Like, so you just mentioned that you weren't happy, but what else did you like? What was the, um, the word I'm trying to look here for is what was the last straw that made you say, you know what? Enough is enough. I need to, to take control of my life and become my own boss?
1: Oh, boy. How do I recap this (laughs) for you? (laughs) So, basically, um, I worked in an advertising agency. I worked in several different advertising agencies in the last 10 years. And uh, I really enjoyed it to a certain degree. And I believed uh, it was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I uh, started at the bottom of the ladder like everyone does as a junior coordinator in an agency, and I told myself I will do everything and anything it takes to become um, an account director, a marketing account director one day. And every single day I would go into work and I would just hustle, hustle, hustle and get promoted and hustle, hustle, hustle and get promoted until I finally achieved the title I wanted to achieve. And once I was sitting on the chair uh, in that office with the marketing director title, I realized I was probably the most miserable person I can possibly be, um, despite thinking it was what I really, really wanted in life. I think what's really interesting is sometimes you think you really want something until you achieve it, and then you realize it's not really what I wanted. So... I was basically chasing a title, a six figure salary, endless weeks of vacation, expense reports, paid vacations, all the, what people would see as glamorous in the corporate world. But really deep down inside, I was, I knew the truth. I knew I was working 60, 70 hours a week. I was, chain smoking i was drinking i wasn't sleeping much Uh, my social life was minimal and if i had some it was just all around partying to just escape the unhappiness from work um yeah it was really 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 a toxic time um and the last two two years at that last agency that i was at kind of was the last straw that was kind of like okay t like You're living one life in your office and you're living a completely separate life when you're not in your office. So I would wake up in the morning, I would go to CrossFit, I would pack my healthy meals all day and then I would walk to the office and I would spend eight, nine, ten hours in an office filled with like drinks after work, cigarette breaks every 10 minutes and all like the toxic things and it just didn't make sense. And it didn't make sense to me. I was like, how am I waking up at four 30 in the morning, going to work out, eating so healthy yet chain smoking, drinking, partying, not sleeping like the two worlds in a line. Yeah. Cool. It's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, it is. It's but it's, it's very motivating to see that you had, uh, what everybody, like you said, everybody calls this glamorous lifestyle, right? the six-figure uh, uh, salary, the vacations paid, the this, the that. But you did see, realize that it's not it wasn't meant for you as, as it's not meant for a lot of people. And some people just say you know, they, they, they fall into that trap. But the fact that you're able to step yourself, yourself outside of that and see from the outside, say, no, this life is not for me, and decide to go do your own thing. And especially not just start your own business because you could have said, you know what, so, uh, working at a at a agency, world re- renowned agency, is too much. I'll start my own agency for sm- smaller stuff. You completely said no. I'll do a one eighty. I'll go to what I really love. Went back to school, which, like you mentioned, must have been crazy hard for you. And then look at you where you are now. And I'm, I'm I see that you're a lot more happier where you are now than I'm, I could imagine what you mentioned from your past, right?
1: Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent, and. I got so much, like, so many opinions from so many people. Sure. Uh, it was it was really interesting to see, like, when I came out and told people Tanya's quitting her job, people were like, I mean, my phone was beeping like nonstop. Like, you quit your job? Like, you quit that job? And I was like. Yeah, I quit that job because people see what they want to see, right? Kind of like social media. It's like a highlight reel. So like, yeah, Tanya Tanya drives like a luxury SUV and Tanya lives in this neighborhood in the city and Tanya has this title job and she probably makes this much money and she's always on these glamorous trips. And so it all looks so, so glamorous and it's really not because only you know, Like when you wake up in the morning, how miserable you feel and how tired and exhausted and how fed up of, I don't want to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was a huge decision to take. It was probably one of the harder decisions I've had to take on pulling the plug of saying, you know what, I'm done chasing that. And just like stepping away from the picture and coming back to like, what is my purpose? What are my core values? What do I want to do for the rest of my life, you know?
0: For sure, and that's something that, I think we all, everyone listening should replay that whole sentence that you just said uh, to that we have to get back to our, our core values because that's so important because if you're doing something that's not aligned with your core values, you're just doing something for someone else's core values that are not yours. At the end of the day, you need to align yourself with your core values and you need to be happy in your in your body for your health and fitness and as well as in your career and everything else you do in life. So that's very, very important. I'm happy you mentioned that. Now. Doing all this switch, switching and everything must have been really hard on the motivational scale of saying, okay, I'm going back to school. I'm going and and get these degrees. I have an idea of a company, but it's far down the line. So how did you keep yourself motivated throughout these times?
1: Um, so I don't really like the word motivation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll be super honest with you. Yeah. I, I really rather use the term purpose and why.
0: Okay. We'll use purpose and why.
1: (laughs) So let's use purpose and why because it'll be a little bit easier for me to explain. Yeah. Um, And basically what what I did in this scenario and what I do with most challenging scenarios when I have to take a decision or when I have a speed bump ahead of me is I told myself, what is my purpose? what do I want to do? But deeper than that was questioning why I want to do that. Mm. So several years ago, I read a book by, I don't know if you know the author, Simon Sinek. He wrote a book called, um, what is it called? Find Your Why and What Is Your Why? And I read both of these books and they left a really strong impression of me of, what is your why, T? And for the longest time, I had no idea. I really had no idea what my core values were, were, I mean, I would say general core values like, Oh, like being respectful and honest and my family, but like deeper than that, like what are your actual core values and what would be the core values of like a business if you would have a business and what do you stand for and why do you stand for those things? You know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And you, you also mentioned, I I just clicked in my mind right now that While you were at the job, you were waking up at 4.30 and you were doing CrossFit and all that. When did that start in your life? When did that start as a sport?
1: Um, So it's really interesting. So CrossFit started in my life in 2012. So um, it happened in 2012. I'm really grateful for a very good friend of mine who actually came up to me one day and was like, I know you're always like training at like global gyms, and you really like high intensity like hit trainings and circuits and all this stuff. And I and I always really have for several several years. And she goes, "Have you ever heard of CrossFit?" And I said, "No, I I've never heard of that." And she goes, "She goes, I think you would really like it." She's like, "I really think you should give it a try." And at the time, I was like "Mm, a bit hesitant, like I wasn't sure. And I was like, "You know what? I'll go. I'll go give it a shot." And I did. And My first class was, like, very intimidating. I was, like, the last person to finish. I remember the workout as if it was yesterday. Like, I walked in, and it was, like, one move was written on the board, and it was, like, you got to do 100 burpee pull-ups. And I looked at them, and I said, what is a burpee? And I can't do a pull-up. so This is going to be real fun to do 100 of something I have no idea or able to do. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I stood around with 35 other people and it was like three, two, one, go. And, uh, they obviously modified and scaled the workout for me. And <laughs> I obviously surpassed the time cap and I had 35 people in a circle, like cheering me on. And I was like, there's 35 people encouraging me, waiting for me to finish, not walking out and like high-fiving me when I'm dead on the floor trying <laughs> to catch my breath. And I feel like my lungs are in my throat. I'm like, this is totally <laughs> up my alley.
0: <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. So you haven't stopped since then, and that's so, been your. Uh...
1: So CrossFit has been my my outlet um, for for fitness since uh, since 2012. I did take a couple breaks from it. I've had um, a couple surgeries in the past uh, couple years. So anytime I had any surgeries, I was off for anywhere between a month to six months from any like type of activity just to be able to rehab from surgery um but if not no it's really been my my outlet and my number one choice to work out i over the years have developed um enjoying to run outdoors when it's not minus 30 here in montreal for sure um and i also for my for my mental health i've i'm learning to enjoy um yoga and meditation so it's It's one of the things I try to implement in my life more and more and more just for um, my mental sanity and just staying calm as a person because I'm a very type A, very hyper high energy person the second I wake up in the morning. And it's pretty much like that until around 8 or 9 o'clock. So um, yoga and meditation has helped
0: with... It's very hard, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's so hard. I'm
0: the same way. I, I can't really just... No. I'm trying. I I try. (laughs) I try. try. I'm being honest. I try. Um, So it really shows that from even before you did this whole uh, life change uh, with your career and everything, you did take health and fitness. uh, Like it it did play a big role in your life, even though you did mention you were smoking all that, but that's more of a side effect of the job than of what your life was really about because you were still eating clean because you said you packed your lunches and you were still waking up at 4.30 in the morning because you were working out. So that was your life. The the whole smoking, the drinking, the working 10 hours a day, that wasn't you. That was just what, um, what world you were in because of that time, that time space, let's say. So if I would ask you the question, what does health and fitness mean to you? How would you answer that?
1: What does health and fitness mean to me? Health and fitness to me need to be something that is sustainable long-term and that it's a lifestyle. Um, Whether you are a marathon runner, a swimmer, a soccer player, whether you like CrossFit or spinning, I don't really care. I am very supportive of all of the above, and I just want people to understand the benefit of movement and the benefit of activity. So it doesn't have to be high intensity training. It could be yoga. It's just picking something that is beneficial, not only for your physical health, but your mental health as well.
0: For sure. Cool.
1: Um, So that really encompasses the fitness. And then same when it comes to the nutrition, like even the clients I take on, people ask me like, well, do you, what food preferences do you give your clients? Are you like more paleo? Are you like anti-carb? Are you gluten-free? Are you vegan? And I said, I have a PhD student who is vegan and I have a stay-at-home mom who loves to eat all the carbs. And I have... A guy who's training for an Ironman, and I have someone else who's training for a marathon, and I have an oldie lifter who lives in Michigan who eats totally different as well. I mean, I have everything in the book, right? So I can't say, "Hey, this is the way you're eating." You know what I mean? It's more like, "What is your lifestyle? How active are you? What are your goals?" Some people want to lose weight. Some people want to gain mass. Some people just want to learn how to cook food. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's everything. There's beginners to advance and everything in between so i don't go by food preferences either i really really customize um based on on them that's cool and there there is no people often ask me like what's the best diet i'm like the best diet is the one that you can sustain and that you can do consistently for the rest of your life because anything that you cannot do consistently and sustainably it won't last you know for
0: sure for sure for sure, and I, I learned that the uh, let's say the hard way. Like I, we, we were talking before, we hit the record button today. I was at two hundred pounds, so I, Italian family, three plates of pasta every night was the norm. And my grammar is still to this day, and I say that I think on almost every podcast, she thinks I'm <laughs> killing myself because now I transitioned. Not only did I I lose two hundred something pounds, I transitioned. To, uh, well, not 200, 100 something, 150. Uh, I transition to a plant based diet. I, I I work out like a maniac. I, I go for runs. Uh, and she's just like, What are you doing to yourself? You are so handsome. Matt. So it also plays a mentality aspect. Because if we're stuck in our old ways of our ancestors and all that, for them, especially for the Italians, eating is like, uh, it's always a feast. It's always, you have to eat, you have to eat, you have to eat. My grandmother, it's just me and my wife that go over for supper, she thinks we're 20 people. And we have the salads, we have this, we have, relax, take it easy. We're not supposed to be eating all that much. And then that could play with, and, and I think that's one of the main reasons we have such a, a crisis with obesity and all that is because we, we're still stick, stuck to our old ways. And we, we, we don't understand that we could do just little changes, like you mentioned, a little tweak in your in your diet and you'll see results and that little tweak is something that you could sustain for let's say six months and then you sustain that for six months and correct me if i'm wrong but then you do another tweak and then you sustain that, for that. so now you got two tweaks within a year and you already started feeling better and then another year goes on another year goes on another year goes on and at a certain point you're going to build your own diet if we're going to call it that your own lifestyle because i like to say lifestyle 100% Yeah. That. You'll, you'll be able to sustain it took me three years to be able to to, to figure out my my plant-based lifestyle and i'm not a hundred percent strict plant-based if my, my grandmother i tried to make her happy she cooks a cake i'm gonna have her cake she makes, she, you know what i mean like i'm not gonna say oh no there's milk in that. i'm not gonna touch it no i'll have that once in a while my dad makes homemade sausage i'll try it but when i have the choice I'll stick to what I have built my 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 basis off, and I'll stick to my plants, my veggies, my legumes, and all that. And when I want to have a little treat, that's that's my treat that I could have. So, and I think having that flexibility, and you mentioned a bit a bit about it, the the, the flexibility uh, eating and all that is is something that's really um, let's say in right now, uh, and I think it's the best thing to, for people to jump onto uh, as a plan to show them that. Anything is possible with your your diet and your lifestyle. You just, like you said, need to find something. So I'm not sure. Yeah.
1: I I agree 100%. And people feel like this whole whole thing with like, oh, do you get like a cheat meal or do you get a cheat day? And it's like, you need to erase. And I try to get people to erase the idea in their mind that there's good and bad food. Exactly. Food is food. There's none that's bad and there's none that's good. That's not to say we're going to be crushing Oreos for breakfast in the morning. No. Or that it's okay to like eat pizza and pasta like 7 days a week, but pizza and pasta is not bad food. Pizza and pasta is food. Period. Yeah. And it's just understanding that if you have specific goals when it comes to your health, that the majority of the time you need to eat what I call smart food, which is your proteins and your veggies and your fruits and like all of those things, and that of course once in a while you're gonna have your nana's cake and you're gonna have your dad's homemade sausages and i'm gonna go out for dinner with my friends and crush a slice of pizza or whatever it may be like ice cream in the summertime yeah being able to find something that's sustainable for you and that you never feel deprived because that's the biggest biggest thing for people where they feel like Ooh, I can't eat that. I'm following this plan. Or I can't eat that. I'm following this plan. It's like, how long can you do that for? You know what I mean? Like exactly. been there, done that. Sure. You'll get shredded. Sure. You'll look a certain way, but then what, you yeah, know?
0: For sure. And, and do you believe in, um, in supplements or do you, are you, are you more on the way, uh, world of you get your supplements from your food?
1: I'm on the side of the majority of people, if they eat a 360 well-balanced diet, that they'll get their supplements from their food. Um, There are some people who are unable to get all their supplements through their food, so they supplement with supplements. And then there are some people who have certain uh, hormonal health conditions or thyroid conditions or any type of medical conditions that they have to supplement. And I'm obviously in support of that as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, I mean, if I take myself for an example, I'm not the best sleeper. So I supplement by taking magnesium in the evening to help me, to help me sleep. Does it mean I don't get enough magnesium in my diet? Probably. Um, But we kind of, I kind of tweak depending on people's lifestyle. There's some people who don't get enough fiber or some people don't get enough B12. And yeah. it's kind of like before we get you to pop B12 pills, like let me educate you on what how you is. get B12
0: through food, you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Cool. What would be um, a typical day in your life?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> a typical day in Coach T's <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, typical day is I wake up really early.
0: So High five to you. <laughs>
1: Yes, welcome to the 5 a.m.
0: club. Yeah.
1: So if I'm having a good day, I wake up at 5 a.m. If I'm having a rough day, I'm waking up at 4, 4.30 a.m. Um, I basically <laughs> I basically wake up. Um, so I, I also don't uh, – I'll just slip this in. I don't uh, put an alarm. Nice. I, so I, I don't suffer with the, oh, I'm going to snooze. I just naturally wake up, and the minute I wake up, I'm just – all right, let's go. Um, I start my morning with uh, a wonderful cup of coffee, which is like my drug of choice. <laughs> um, and I either start with a bit of journaling, um, meditation, reading. I take like I take what I call quiet time in the morning. I try to not be on my phone. I've replaced the habit of surfing through Instagram at five o'clock in the morning with just doing something for myself. And I kind okay. of do that for like, by the time I make myself like a nice little almond milk latte and grab my journal or a book, I kind of do that for like 15, 20 minutes max before I head out the door to go train in the morning. Okay. And I'll go train in the morning for anywhere between an hour and a half to two and a half hours, depending on what my day looks like with clients and studying and content or whatever I'm working on on that day. And then I'll come home, I'll, I'll make breakfast and I'll set myself up for the day based on what I'm working on that day. So some days I'm, I'm studying and they're educational days and other days I'm building content for social and other days I'm having one-on-one FaceTime calls with clients. So kind of goes like that. And then I obviously, of course, eat throughout the day. And uh, I crash out anywhere as early as seven thirty to as late as nine thirty at night.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it's normal. It's you know what? Um, it's like uh it, it, it that's that's how we should be because well, for me, I find I'm so much more productive in the morning, and I I need my morning my it's my ritual. I need my morning workout. I need my morning coffee. I need my morning me time because I know. Even yeah okay, I could take a, an hour, two hours within my day, sometime within yeah. my day to go work out. I could, I, I could do it, but it's not going to be the same thing. I won't get the same effects, and I'll have my phone next to me. If someone calls me for work, there goes my workout. There goes my mood. I'm gonna answer. I can't do that. So that's why in the morning, I don't even take my phone when I work out. I leave it upstairs. Uh, I, I write. I have my journal. I write my my workout. I write a couple notes for my journal. I do my workout. I take a picture of my workout to show I did it because I'm proud. And then I start my <laughs> day. And and that's and that's that's what it is. But if I and I, I feel myself when I I miss it or I say okay you know what today I'll still wake up early but I'm gonna do my workout in the afternoon my day is a completely different day and I'm not sure if, like I I don't think you work out seven days a week. Nope. So the days that you work out and the days that you don't work out, what's the difference in like your mood?
1: The difference between the days I work out and I don't work out for the longest time, the days I didn't work out, I felt really guilty for not working out. Uh, But I realized I was doing my body a favor by not working out because yes, there's something called overtraining and there is no benefit in people training seven days a week at like high intensities all the time. Um, I had to learn the hard way. I had to deal with so many like health issues because I was on the other extreme as well, where I went like, I'm just going to go ham seven days a week. I'm going to train early in the morning. I'm going to go for a run in the afternoon and I'm going to hit up yoga at night. And I went like the other extreme as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized like, oh boy, your health is taking a beating. Like what's the whole purpose of doing this fitness thing if your health is, is uh, taking a toll. Um, but on the days that I don't Work out in the morning. I still wake up super early and it just allows me to have that extra time in the morning to have more What I call me time of course, so more journaling more chilling, more just being in silence like you may think it's crazy, but just like the whole city is asleep It's still usually pitch black outside and there's something so Empowering of feeling and I know I'm not but you feel like you're the only person who's awake. Yeah, and it's like, hmm, I feel like the whole world is sleeping and I can do anything. And you know what? Some days I stay really calm and I'm just zen and I, and I journal and I, and I read my meditation book. And then other mornings I throw on some like Kanye and I'm like <laughs> dancing in my house while throwing sweet potatoes in the oven while chopping up my salad for, food yeah. for, for lunch. Like it, it really depends on the morning.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And it, it brought to my next uh, topic. I want to talk about the the meal prep. So how uh, it, I find meal prep is very, very important. And I find that the more and more I get into my meal prep, the more and more I look at people meal prep and all that, everyone meal preps their different way. Yeah. Who meal preps for the week, who meal preps only lunches, who meal preps only suppers, who meal preps just breakfast, who does uh only uh, the mains and then they'll take care of like everybody has a meal prep and and everything works for them and that's amazing so you uh, with the nutrition uh, coach background and all that how do you look at meal prep and how do you tackle it
1: the way I tackle it personally is not necessarily the way my clients tackle it personally yeah and it's based on their lifestyles a lot of people work a nine to five job Monday sure. to Friday so they have Saturdays and Sundays to themselves where they say I'm gonna dedicate Sunday mornings for meal prep
0: yeah.
1: I have some clients who are nurses who have like flex schedules so their day off is like a Tuesday or Wednesday and they meal prep on a Tuesday or Wednesday
0: yeah.
1: um, it really depends on people I strongly believe in food prep in general because I believe a well-stocked fridge is just helping yourself to set up for success versus you not doing a full grocery haul and you not setting up your fridge for success just makes it harder for you to commit to staying accountable to your healthy eating habits. Right? So if my, if I didn't do a grocery haul and I opened my fridge and there's nothing in it, what are people going to do? They're obviously going to be like, Oh, it's so easy to like order takeout or it's so easy to grab something from like wherever. Do you know what I mean? Versus if, People commit to saying like, hey, I'm going to do a grocery haul, I'm going to prep my veggies, and I'm going to prep my breakfasts to bring the work this week, or I'm going to decide to just cook some proteins and some carbs and keep them in the fridge. Everyone will do it differently. Um, I don't always follow the same meal prep plan every week, to be very honest with you. Some days uh, it will be in the middle of the week where I will do my meal prep, where I I will make loads of veggies make sure like the fruit is washed in the fridge i I'll, I'll make sure i have different types of protein options so i don't get bored during the week um i'll make sure all my staples of foods that i really like to to eat are just all stocked in my fridge i'm not one to start tupperwareing everything in advance like i see a lot of people who who take out like seven eight tupperwares and they like put out okay, I'm going to eat like uh, rapini and chicken breast and sweet potatoes. And the next day I'm going to eat this and this and this, and they have it all tupperware out. I'm not that kind of person. I kind of do what I call bulk prep, where I will make a huge batch of something, throw it in a Tupperware, put it in the fridge. I'll make a batch of something else, throw it in a Tupperware, put it in the fridge. So, when I come home at night or during the day, if I'm at home and I'm making a lunch, I open my fridge and I can choose to eat whatever I want. And I just kind of throw it together based on what's in the fridge.
0: That's cool. That's a, yeah. And I find that's a really uh, smart way of, of meal prepping because you have the options afterwards as well, right? So you could prepare two, two types of protein. You could prepare two types of veggies, two types of carbs, and every day it's, will have like, you have a lot of meal options (laughs) you have a lot of meal options that's for sure that's really cool so um i've been on your instagram lately and uh well not anymore but you've been posting a lot of the daily stoic book
1: yes
0: so how uh i'm on the i'm not on the fence of buying it i I just need to buy it um (laughs) what have you learned from the daily stoic and what how do you implement those learnings into your life
1: so what I like about the Daily Stoic, I actually purchased the book because I had seen someone I was following, and I can't remember who right now, um, on Instagram myself, who was posting a picture of it every morning of the quote and the message that comes across. And I said, this is resonating to me through this person's profile. And I said, I'm just going to pick up the book and buy it. Yeah. And what I learned for one is that it allows me to take five minutes of my day to read a concept, a quote, a theory, a something that puts you in perspective and to have like a question for the day. So like people set an intention for the day or they pick a word for the day, this kind of makes you think of a specific topic in that moment and how it could be relative to you. So the way I interpret the message of the day, and or the way you interpret the message, will be totally different, and it will land differently based on what's going on in our lives. For sure. And what I really like about it is it just gets you thinking, and it gets you questioning. Like, oh, like how does how does that how is that affecting me right right now in this moment? You know.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's something like the stoicism. Stores, it's really an interesting uh, philosophy and all that. And a lot of people need to get into it because I I, I've
1: converted so many people, you know, how many people have reached out to me. I was shocked every day. I would get people like, I, where did you buy that book? What, who is yeah. the author? Where did you buy that book? Who is the-? and I said, okay, so it, it impacts people in different ways.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It really does. And, and like you mentioned, not everyone's gonna, uh, they're, we're all reading the same book. But we all have, we all grabbing a different meaning from it. And it's yeah. just that meaning that we're grabbing from it is right for us. And it's going to make us reach a certain goal. It's going to make us reach a certain, uh, I don't know what, but it's, it's just going to put us on the right path that we want to be on. And it, that's just that a little vehicle to get there.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: so we, I just mentioned goals. So we'll talk a bit about goal setting uh, because today you posted that you're coming on the podcast and you manifested about being on a podcast
1: oh yeah so,
0: <laughs> how how uh do you set up your goals and uh what uh, do you use uh, well i just said it to use manifestation and all that but let's talk a bit about it so what's what's your goal setting uh, look like
1: uh so my goal setting looks pretty intense not gonna lie okay um i have goals set up for myself that are personal goals and i also have professional goals. So I kind of split them up in two ways. Um, And in my personal goals, there's things like family goals, friendship goals, fitness goals, um, Tanya, like Tanya personal goals, relationship goals, all that kind of good stuff. And then on the professional side, I have where where I see my business, potential opportunities for my business, who I'd like to connect with that are experts in the industry to elevate my business and so on and so forth. Um, and I, and I make goals that are super, super small and that are achievable daily. And then I have goals that are quarterly goals that I check up on. And then I have bigger goals that are like annual goals that I set up for myself. Cool. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So how did the, this manifestation come into a play?
1: So manifestation came into play um, a really, really, really long time ago. So um, my mother was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, um, and she lived with a terminal disease for uh, 15 years. So it's basically a type of leukemia that um, is in your red and white blood cells in your bone marrow. And At the time I didn't know it was the power of manifestation, but now uh, thinking back of what she used to do back then and what I'm doing in my life right now, I realized what my mom was practicing through her journey uh, was manifestation. So she used to have these printouts of what bad cancer cells look like and what healthy healthy cells look like in a human body. And she had them printed out, And in the hospital, in her hospital room, she would have the bad cells printed out and the good ones. And she would constantly, throughout the day, talk out loud and tell herself that, like, she knows she has the bad cancer cells in her and she wants to reduce them. And she wants to increase the positive cells in her. And it sounds crazy crazy people like hear this and they're like it's impossible but i mean my mom was supposed to live with the stage four she was diagnosed with for three months uh and she lived for for 15 years and the main reason uh would be yes thanks to like the pharmaceutical world of traditional uh western medicine but also through the power of manifestation and the power of believing that humans could heal themselves to a certain degree with the power of sure.
0: the- it's really a uh, really really cool very uh, cool story uh, of how your mom inspired you to manifest your life into the goals that you wanted for sure
1: exactly so i kind of take i kind of took that approach and i was like if she was able to do that with like a terminal illness and even specialists and doctors saw that when it came to a terminal illness I I thought to myself okay there's so much more to manifestation and how can I implement that in my day-to-day life life, you know and one of the manifestations that I wanted to happen was to be able to want to speak on a podcast one day and look where I am right now like (laughs) speaking on a podcast who would have ever thought that would have happened but it took me to open a journal and make a list of all the things that I want to accomplish for myself. And one of the things on that list is, Hey, one day people will interview you so you can share your journey uh, and your business and what you're doing. And boom, it happened, you know?
0: Sure. It's crazy. It, the way it works is just incredible. And like we were, we were talking about before the, the podcast for all the listeners is that, I'm going to be grabbing a a group of people that have all the same uh, mentality around manifestation and visualization, and we're going to do a a group podcast, so stay tuned for the future because Tanya's going to be on it, Angela from last week's episode is going to be on it, so we're we're getting there, we're getting there, we're going to get about five people and it's going to be an awesome uh, group podcast, everybody's going to enjoy. So, uh, still touching upon the goals and all that, how was your 2019 year? Like what were your accomplishments of 2019 and how did it sum up to like, was it a good year, bad year?
1: 2019 was uh, amazing. So for 2019, I, I always set uh, a word of the year at the beginning of the year.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so 2019, the word was patience. Okay. So I am a lot of things, but one thing I'm not is patient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not patient with, myself mainly i I have more patience on towards others than i do for myself i'm very very impatient if i don't achieve something in the gym i'm like the first one to snap at myself if um i don't accomplish something in the timeline i want to accomplish it i i lose i lose my cool really quickly Mm. so i told myself for 219 it's another big year ahead of you it's the second year in your business um it's the second year in things you want to accomplish for yourself so you you need to approach two nineteen with patience and grace, and I'm really proud to, to say that I was able to maintain my cool through all the speed bumps and hurdles um, of two nineteen, which was kind of kind of crazy and fun. Nice. Yeah. So no, two nineteen was really good. Two nineteen was. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, I I can't recap two nineteen on the <laughs> podcast, but two nineteen was was really good.
0: Good, good. Yes. As long as it was good, that's all that matters. <laughs> and do you have any, um, sh- well, we're going to call them short-term goals for 2020 for your business or your your, your CrossFit or anything uh, of those sorts?
1: Um, yeah, 2020 short-term goals. So for fitness, I would like to run a half marathon. Nice. Uh, for CrossFit, I would like to be able to handstand walk. Okay. <laughs> um, for my business, I would like to elevate the uh, community around me um, in regards to bringing awareness to the importance of health and wellness um, as well. So that would be the nutrition uh, channel of my business. And then through life coaching would be to impact people's lives and getting people to speak up and show up and be authentic and not shy to discuss um, things that are going on in their lives for them. So just really piercing through and just elevating people to their fullest potential and just show up for yourself and don't be shy to show up for yourself.
0: Like that. Yeah. And what's the, the word for 2020?
1: Resilience.
0: Resilience. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, Uh, Tanya, on the podcast, we have a a section, segment, whatever you want to call them, uh, where we uh, ask uh, the guests for three tips to give uh, listeners that they could help them get on their, um, uh, get onto living a strong life or keep living a strong life, like I like to say. So what would be your three tips for our listeners today?
1: If you want to achieve something, write it down. Okay. Um, I can't push the importance of the power of taking pen to paper when it comes to anything you want to achieve in your life.
0: Yep. I'm a
1: firm, firm believer um, of that. So that would be my tip number one.
0: Yep.
1: Um, my tip number two would be don't be shy to ask for what you need. We often try to be The hero, we often try to be a warrior of like, I got this, I don't need anyone's help. I know all the things I could do all the things on my own. Um, Once you like, let go of that, you relieve a lot of like, pressure from yourself, self pressure you put on and you realize how everyone's lives and everyone's stories and everyone's help towards you will actually benefit you more than you think. You only see what you see through your lens and you don't know what you don't know. And I find that it's been beneficial to let other people come into your life and let people help you and don't try to be the warrior just battling it out yourself. Hmm. And uh, my last tip of the day is to remember that you are always in choice when it comes to anything you do in your life. Everything is a choice. and. You are the only person who could say yes or no, no matter what the situation is. And just to remind yourself
0: of that. I really like that one. That one. Very good. I like that. I really do. <laughs> really, really good. Really good uh, three tips. Yes. <laughs> all crappy, <Yes>. proud. Woo! <laughs> so if uh, the listeners want to learn more about you and your uh, coaching business and all that, what would be the best way to get into contact with you?
1: Um, through my Instagram handle, macros on point. Um, best way to reach me is through DM, and I promise to get back to people um, as quickly as possible with a maximum turnaround of twenty four hours. And also on my insta handle, um, there's quick links where they can shoot me an email okay. or so. a text as well, which I will respond to as well. Cool. Um, yeah.
0: Do you have a website for your uh
1: I do i do macro macros on com. i do also have a website okay um i just find people are so much more on yeah, um social media
0: than the lately yeah.
1: but yes of course i totally have a website and i also have a facebook page as well so
0: cool it's uh, the facebook page yeah. is the same thing i'm guessing right macro
1: exactly exactly yeah
0: and honestly uh not just saying this because you're on the podcast but your, your instagram <laughs> is the bomb like the, the motivation that well you don't like the word motivation but the the stuff that i get from your instagram page keeps me on track with my goals
1: as long as, as long as it's inspiring i've done my job exactly
0: that's it, it is inspiring it really is so um that concludes today's podcast i don't know if you have last uh, any last minute words that you want to say to the audience anything
1: don't be shy to reach out. I'm a real human who's gone through a lot of life experiences, and I, uh, yeah, love connecting with people. So don't be shy to reach out, even if you just want to say hi.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the Living Strong podcast. It was a thank
1: you so much for having me. It's been <laughs> such a good time.
0: Awesome. I'm happy you enjoyed it, and for everyone out there, keep living strong. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Living Strong Podcast. If you guys enjoyed what you heard and want to share this podcast with the world, there's two things you could do. You can leave us a review so we get a bigger reach and it will help us out so much and you can leave that on iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcast or you could share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much, guys. Keep living strong. Thank you for listening and being part of the Living Strong Podcast. Till next time keep living strong